Shomalechem, Mishniyomi continues for Tet Tevet with chapter 15 of Yevamot, Mishnah Vav. Ha'isha shaholcha hi uvalo medinat hayam. A woman who went herself and her husband overseas. Uva, she comes back alone. V'amra met baili. She says, unfortunately, my husband died overseas. And she's the only witness to this event. Tinosev titok divota. She may, as we've explained in this chapter, she may get married based on her own assertion and even take the ketuvah money, the marriage contract money. Vitsarata, and if she had a co-wife who was still at home when they went on their vacation, Asura, that co-wife cannot get married. As we learned yesterday in Mishnah Dalit, we don't trust co-wives to testify about the whereabouts of the shared husband because there could be animosity there that is, uh, you know, they want to trip them up and cause them to get remarried. Now, in this case, the first woman might actually get remarried with in mind to destroy the reputation of her co-wife. It could happen. And it's very interesting that because of the ne'emanut, the, the power of believability that we give in this woman reporting about her own husband, it creates a halachic legal reality for her, but not necessarily for anyone else. The Mishnah continues, Haitabot Yisrael Kohen. If she was the daughter of Yisrael, she had married a Kohen, was eating truma, truma, she could still eat truma. Talking about this second co-wife who cannot get remarried. Divir Rabbi Tarfan. That's according to Rabbi Tarfan. Rabbi Kiva Rabbi disagrees. This is not the way to take her out of possibly doing a sin. Only if she's forbidden to remarry. We're talking about the co-wife, not the one who was actually on vacation overseas with the husband when he died. She can't get married and she also can't eat truma because the husband might be alive as far as she knows. She wasn't there when he allegedly died, but he might be dead. And if he is passed away, then she cannot eat truma anymore. That was only through the zchus of her husband, the Kohen. The Mishnah Zion expands on this theme. Amra mate Baili, a woman comes back. She had gone overseas with her husband. She says, my husband died. And then afterwards, my father-in-law, who was also with us, he also passed away. This woman who testified on her own husband, she can get remarried and collect her ketuvah. The chamota, but her mother-in-law, Asura, cannot get remarried. Again, mothers-in-law and daughters-in-law are not trusted to be a single witness to allow the other to get married. Again, if she was the daughter of a Jewish girl and married a Kohen, she could keep eating truma. Again, according to Rabbi Tarfan, only. That's not the way to make her safe from a sin, she can't get remarried, and she can't eat truma, because we don't know if the husband is alive or dead with regards to the mother-in-law. Now, the Mishnah brings related cases to this dispute of Rabbi Tarfon and Rabbi Akiva. A man married a woman, but it was one of these five women. He doesn't know which one was the actual wife. He did Kiddushin. Again, Kedushin is the first stage of a Jewish marriage. And all of these women are saying, hey, it was me who was the one you actually married. You know, all of these women want to end up with him. So what does he have to do? He has to give a get to every single one of these women. And he can put the money, the ketuva money, in front of them and let them divide it out, sort it out. I mean, Lemaisa, he only married one woman. We just don't know who it is. So you should only give one ketuva payment and let the women, uh, you know, figure out who it should go to or divide out evenly. That's according to Rabbi Tarfun. 
Bikiva Omer, Bikiva again disagrees. This is not the way to get him out of doing an Avera. Now here the Avera is the possibility of theft if he doesn't pay the Ketuva to the real wife, the woman he had actually married with Kedushin. He has to give not only a get, a writ of divorce, but also pay the entire marriage contract to every one of these five women. Finally, the Mishnah brings another related case. He stole from one of five people. He doesn't know which was the actual victim he stole from. And you understand a thief to do tshuva needs to pay back. Each one of these people is claiming you stole it from me. He can leave the stolen item or the amount of money in front of the, them and let these five people divide it up or, or fight it out and figure out who it really was. Again, that's only according to Tarfan. This doesn't remove the man from the possibility of sin because after all, the sin of Gezela is ongoing until he returns what he stole. You have to pay back the amounts that he stole to each of these possible victims. So we see from here some good advice. First of all, don't steal and don't have a doubt who you marry. But, you know, you, you really need to be careful what you're doing when there could be multiple people affected by your actions. The Rambam writes in Tshuva that, um, Tshuva, that if somebody steals from the community, it's very hard to do Tshuva because you have to make restitution to the entire community in general. Yeshar Kochachem Zagizunt.